RPN, the Roddenberry Podcast Network. Today is Tuesday, October 20th, 2020, and this is your daily Star Trek news from the Roddenberry Podcast Network. On today's show, Star Trek Discovery Season 4 starts production in two weeks, but how exactly is that going to work? Lower Decks creator Mike McMahon talks about how Starfleet shares information, and I've got this week's Trek Trivia. I'm Allison Pitt, and today's show is supported by people like you through Patreon. Now through the end of October, take advantage of a special Discovery-themed special offer. Join at the $10.31 tier and up, and get a free magnet. Find out more at patreon.com forward slash daily Star Trek news. Star Trek Discovery has been officially confirmed, and from a video statement released by CBS All Access last week, it'll start production on November 2nd. But how will production going forward work with ongoing COVID-19 restrictions? Star Trek executive producer Alex Kurtzman, along with star Sonequa Martin-Green, spoke recently to IndieWire about some of the technical considerations that helped them finish Season 3 and will help them start Season 4. It's well known that the special effects and music crews for Discovery Season 3 completed their work from home over the summer. In the IndieWire piece, Kurtzman also explained that there were some parts of the show that needed pickup shots, and to accomplish them, they turned to computer-generated graphics and motion capture. The visual effects team was extraordinary, he said, because there are some shots that you will never know aren't practical, aren't actually shot on location, that are full CG shots, full CG elements of things that would typically have been an insert. He went on to explain that some actors actually used motion capture equipment in their homes to help complete the job. It's an actual actor at their home motion capture studio, which then gets rendered in the computer as a living thing, he said. Each of our actors have been scanned, so we can actually impose their faces on a body, which is quite something. Shooting season four will be a different beast. According to IndieWire, the entire cast recently traveled to Toronto to begin their quarantine before production starts, with full COVID safety protocols in place. IndieWire also notes that while on-location shooting isn't an option right now, Kurtzman expects that they will make use of an AR wall, a type of virtual backdrop that can replace green screen with a computer-generated scene that can move and change with the camera. Now, details are thin so far about what we might be able to expect from Star Trek Discovery Season 4, but that's to be expected. Season 3 has just started airing, with Episode 1, That Hope Is You, Part 1, streaming now on CBS All Access. Next up, information is everywhere. But if you happen to be a lowly ensign on the USS Cerritos, you might not always be allowed to know exactly what's going on. And that's if you're allowed to know anything at all. In a recent interview with Gizmodo's io9, Star Trek Lower Decks creator Mike McMahon discussed the concept of information in Starfleet and what the stories we see on Star Trek can tell us about humanity. Lower Decks may well be a raucous and sometimes over-the-top animated comedy, but the creative team behind it is committed to bringing stories that represent humanity with a degree of authenticity. 
We're constantly examining this concept of Starfleet, McMahon told io9, and everything has to be moral and ethical, and prime directive But at the same time, they're also human, you know? McMahon went on to say that while Star Trek is about the future, it is also about the human condition. There's aspects of humanity, he said, that just feel like Star Trek has humans in it. It's not a perfect, ideal, robotic future for us. Now, McMahon admitted his fascination for the way information is passed along, telling io9, humans are a species that gab. We process and we share information that is interesting to us. Part of the humanity on the Cerritos is that they're talking about the things that are interesting to them. McMahon went on to note this allows the audience to experience the examination of context in Starfleet, as well as exploring how people interact and exchange information. One of the subtle things that I think people get about Lower Decks is seeing that this kind of vibe is what we were going for, McMahon said, putting those conversations into a Star Trek show through the lens of our Lower Decks officers. The first season of Star Trek Lower Decks is available to stream now on CBS All Access. I've got Trek Trivia Tuesday here in just a moment, but first, a word from me. What's your Star Trek story? Every Star Trek fan has one. We get lumped together a lot, but in my experience, every fan's story is unique. What's your earliest Star Trek memory? And what's your best Star Trek memory? I want to hear from you and maybe turn your story into an episode of Daily Star Trek News. You can listen to previous Star Trek stories from Daily Star Trek News on dailystartreknews.com forward slash Star Trek stories. And then you can submit your own. So head to dailystartreknews.com forward slash Star Trek stories and submit your story today. And a big thanks to you for supporting this show. And now it's Trek Trivia Tuesday. Did you know, in the Star Trek Short Treks episode Q&A, number one sings a passage from the song, I am the very model of a modern major general, while trapped in a turbo lift with Spock. I'm not going to sing that. <laughs> that song is from the Gilbert and Sullivan musical The Pirates of Penzance, which was first performed in New York on New Year's Eve 1879. During Q&A, number one told Spock that her performance was part of the freaky that was best kept to herself. So now a trivia question for you. Number one in Short Treks was not the first Star Trek character who sang the modern Major General song on screen. Who was the other character, and when did they sing it? Find out on Friday's episode of Daily Star Trek News. Well, that's it for today's Daily Star Trek News from the Roddenberry Podcast Network. Don't forget to check out the other great shows on the network at podcasts.roddenberry.com. Daily Star Trek News is produced by me, Allison Pitt with selected stories by Chris Peterson. We're supported by people like you through Patreon. Now through the end of October, take advantage of a special offer. Join at the 1031 level and up and get a free magnet. Find out more at patreon.com forward slash daily Star Trek news. I'm back tomorrow with more of the Star Trek news you need to know. And this week in Trek history, I'm Allison Pitt. Live long and prosper podcast.roddenberry.com The Roddenberry Podcast Network